0: are open if you want to join us here you can the number is 603-283-6160 at 603-283-6160 joining you tonight it's ian matt
1: and bonnie
0: coming up uh bonnie you want to talk about trusting the so-called science and also on the way is at the end of the california independence movement the founder has announced that he is calling it quits of colexit as it has been called for i don't know at least the last half decade or so maybe maybe longer uh so we've got the actual uh, i guess resignation letter from the founder we can share with you but first up matt you are um re- reasonably concerned here that some places on the planet are talking about a total prohibition on privately owned vehicles this is happening already or is this just they are they, about they've it?
2: talked about it for a few years now in places like england but this year uh, the english government has renewed it's shouting about it and it's a louder shout than usual um, and, and it's
0: the excuse that London is so packed with cars. I remember a few years ago, that it was in the news that they were planning on charging people for coming into London during like certain times of the day. Yeah. That you'd have to pay a higher fee at like, you know, whatever toll booths if you're coming in during business hours. But if it was at nighttime, the fee would be lowered or something
2: like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, well, I, I think that was just kind of one of those slippery slope stepping stone kind of mm-hmm. things. It's not actual... It's not an actual problem, really. Um, one of their uh, one of their leaders over there, I can't remember what her name is, but she said that owning a vehicle was such a thing of the uh, it was thing of the past, hmm. kind of thing. Like what you say, uh, so nineteenth or so eight uh, so twentieth century is what she said. <laughs> okay, so twentieth century is what, she, what her words were. But it's like it's, you can see where it's going, and they've been very very noisy about it in their uh, their their parliament. There and hmm. now, uh, apparently, Germany is also joining in that, which is very surprising. Germany is a very car centric place.
0: They got you know, the Autobahn, right? The
2: Autobahn, they got BMW, they got Porsche, they got Mercedes. I mean, it's major, major, you know, Opel, huge, huge car companies there. Volkswagen. I,
1: I bet that their reasoning is going to be because we have public transport. But the thing about that is, what if you have a bunch of stuff to move? Like, um, I've been watching this lady that goes and does cleaning of really dirty houses in Finland. And she said in one of her videos, she said, my car can't fit the water vacuum I usually use. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I bet she has a tiny European car.
0: Well, they're going to make exceptions for, for companies that need to do things, right? Maybe like truck- and probably tax them to death as Truckers well. Are okay, still but what if
1: you're product. not a country What or company? What if you're just moving your water vacuum to go help your mom clean her house? Uh,
2: you need to hire somebody.
1: It's ridiculous. In
2: that case. It is totally ridiculous. And what's even more ridiculous is that China, or sorry, China. Well, not really a big difference. I don't know why I said China, but I, what I meant to say was California. <laughs> Which is basically the same, same difference. thing. <laughs> um, they're also chiming in on this. They they want to get rid of the private ownership of cars.
0: Now, are they talking about statewide? Because it's one thing to say, and I'm not saying I'm behind this at all, but it's one thing to, to be living in a place like New York City or London or San Francisco, You know where everything's built up, everything's close, relatively close. Like You can, you can walk in a lot of these cities to go and well, get most of the things that you need. Uh, like in New York City, for instance... Most people don't own their own cars because right. it's it's crazy. No, they don't you're, care. The amount of money that you're spending to Parking. put that car in the garage, park the car. Yeah, yeah, is is insane. Uh, and so, like that, I get that. But if we're talking about prohibiting cars from the entire nation of Germany, that makes no sense at all. Like, what right. about the people that live out in the boonies? Uh, they don't care about that. I've said for a long time, when the war comes,
2: it won't be a, a war like people think. It'll be a war between city people and country people.
0: And the same thing's true in California. I mean, there's plenty Absolutely. of California that is not built they, up.
2: They are already very nonplussed with the cities in California. They, you know, The right. state of Jefferson has been the state of Jefferson for a long time. They want to be... Well away from those city folk and get rid of them. Um, But is that what they're
0: talking about doing? Is making it statewide that you can't have a private vehicle? uh,
2: These things are largely thought up by people who are from cities. They have no uh, frame of reference for what it's like to live outside of a city. And they end up becoming an absolute disease to people who don't live in cities.
1: It just still seems so weird to me for California because I have heard that people from New York complain about Los Angeles because it's not walkable. So hmm. they have cities, but they're like huge cities. Yeah, they
2: sprawl. They, yes. can't, yeah. they can't. It's harder to do um, like subways and things because there's earthquakes.
1: Oh, yeah, exactly. So it's weird to me that it would be happening in California, not New York.
2: Yeah, it, uh, well, hey, you know, New York's gonna follow as soon as L.A. says something. New York's gonna say, "Yeah, me too." Hopefully, like they, they like just after the last hundred years, you know.
1: Hopefully, they just realize this is stupid and give it up.
0: Mm-hmm. They won't. Is the I'm just kind of looking for the story here. I I got one here from the Truth About Cars. Is that where? Yeah, the Truth you About Cars. I actually
2: heard it on a, uh, I, I heard about it on the Life of Palos, which is a. Uh, a car-centric YouTube channel that mm-hmm. I watch, but at the the Atlantic Journal has reported on it, and the Economist has reported on it, the Telegraph has reported on it just recently. And if you Google it, there's there are um, references to the idea that go back into like 2014, 2015. Well,
0: the Greenies are going to love it.
2: Oh yeah, well that's what's the the big push is right, obviously going to fall back. But, you know, and they're already you know I I've I've got my eye on this V8 Camaro, and I don't really need a V8 Camaro, but I do kind of <laughs> want bought a, a new car. I no, know, I know, but you know, I wrecked it on a deer the other day. So, Glad you're okay, you know, I thank you. It was just yeah. a very, very little tiny deer. Did very little damage, mm-hmm. but still, it ruined my brand new yeah. car. So yeah. now I would like, you know. But anyway, uh, that's a work car, though. The car that I the, the, the uh-huh. Camaro would be something that I could actually enjoy myself in. This yeah. is not basic transportation. This is something that. Has huge horsepower and a six speed transmission, handles corners nicely, and it would be really fun to drive the
0: kind of thing they would absolutely ban from California. I mean, let's let's remind our listeners that a a recent news item this isn't a speculative thing, this isn't oh, this might happen. It's passed, it's signed, it's going into effect. They have banned all gasoline-operated lawn equipment and generators in California as oh, of, I don't know what year, but in the next loony, couple of years.
2: Which makes zero sense to me, because Southern California gets tons and tons of sunlight, and solar energy seems like a no-brainer there anyway, which mm-hmm. means I think they could have incentivized people in some other way, just using a logical argument with them, saying, look how good technology's gotten with battery-powered stuff. You should yeah. try this out. Instead, but they, they said, still
0: don't have solar-powered uh, lawn equipment. I no, mean, that but they exist. could.
2: I mean, it, there's nothing to set up a, a solar panel on your lawn or on your roof and have it plugged into a battery and charge your stuff off a battery in the house. I mean, I know people, lots of people right here in New Hampshire mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you you are the proud owner of a uh, a battery-powered um, lawnmower. Yeah, I really wanted good. to try
0: it out. I like it. But I like it, it a lot. it great.
2: But I don't know how long it would take to charge that battery off a solar panel. It wouldn't take very long at all, as long as you had your electronics right in your in your
1: and you don't mow your lawn every day i don't think anybody does
2: it would be just the same as plugging
0: it into a wall outlet if you wanted it to be hmm i I guess i don't know enough about solar and and how efficient that they are i understand they're probably better now than they ever were but yeah and
2: in california it's just like if i was in california i'd be running a lot of stuff on Hmm. solar
0: Professor. Well, you can't run a solar generator. I'm sorry. That's no. just not a possibility. And that's one of the things that they banned. Straight up banned. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I, I think they're going to probably grandfather in existing equipment. so yeah. well, what,
1: what else can you power a generator on then if they... Gas. Yeah, but you said that they banned gas generators. So just no generators? Or uh, what else can it be powered with?
0: Jesus, I don't even know. <laughs>
2: that's you, a good question. You, 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 could, you could make alcohol. Mm. <laughs> You could Like, that's what people were doing during the gas crisis in the 1970s. My dad was, right as the, the, the gas crisis in the 70s was ending, my dad was drawing up plans to make a still in the basement of our house so that he could power his truck and my mom's car.
0: I don't know, Bonnie, if they've banned, like, propane generators or just, like, gasoline generators. What's
1: the most common generator? Gasoline?
0: Probably the gas yeah. generator, because the typical generator is just somebody who grabs one, puts it in their garage, and they only bring it out whenever there's some sort of an emergency yeah. situation. And a lot those of people the have gas. them hardwired
2: to their house, so if the power goes out, they just kill the main switch and go turn on a generator that feeds the house so that the freezer doesn't turn off.
0: Yeah, well, like. we have a generator here on this property, and it is hooked up to propane, propane. in that case. Yeah. The problem um, there is, as far as redundancy
2: goes, is propane doesn't have a very good shelf life, mm-hmm. and it requires very specialized equipment to transport and plug it in fill you can't just like dump buckets Yeah, you can't fill that yourself yeah you
0: can't just go get a five gallon bucket of propane and dump it into the tank so people
1: are still gonna be driving their diesel trucks to come fill it up
0: yes Yes. yeah exactly 603-283-6160 uh are they going to ban personal vehicles which would include i presume also battery vehicles and hybrid vehicles right like just a straight up ban across the board on personally owned (laughs) private vehicles and could be coming to a city near you more coming up Are open here if you want to join us. We're talking about the proposal to ban private car ownership. Apparently, some places are actually talking about this. And if you want to weigh in, you're welcome to do that. 603 283 6160. Ian Matt and Bonnie in the studio tonight 603-283-6160 and Free Talk Live brought to you by bitcoin.com. It is a great place to get started learning about cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash. You can go there now, click get started at the top of the page and you'll find uh, some good introductory information there. The first video I think is about 3 minutes long so you don't have to invest a whole lot of time. Though you certainly can d- you can invest as much time in this topic as you want. It is very deep. Uh, as deep as you want it to be. So head over to Bitcoin.com, click Get Started, and jump into the world of crypto because it is an interesting world that is changing the face of finance globally. If you want to know why, you've got to learn some of the basic concepts at Bitcoin.com. Also, they've got a news site for the latest news headlines anytime in the world of crypto. Go to news.bitcoin.com as we go to your calls and thoughts. And then more on this story here about potential changes to the ability to simply own your own car in the future. Some people want to make it illegal. But first, let's talk to Thomas. And he says he's calling from Earth. Thomas, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead.
3: Oh, well, good day, gentlemen. Thank you so much for taking my call. There's
0: a lady here, too. But go ahead, Thomas. What's on your mind tonight?
3: Oh, yes. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes. Okay. so in regards to responding to the title of the show, private car ownership to be prohibited, what I would like to state is that private car ownership has been prohibited for a very long time through a scheme that requires people when they go to buy an automobile at an automobile dealership, they convert it over through a scheme and artifice to defraud by being in the finance department and they actually designed a power of attorney to turn over the manufacturer's statement of origin. To the state, so the automobile can now be registered and become a motor vehicle. In a motor vehicle, is a motor vehicle intended for the transportations of, uh, it's under Title 18, Section 31. It defined what a motor vehicle is. The term motor vehicle means every description or carriage or other contrivance propelled or drawn by a mechanical power and used for commercial purposes on the highways and the transportation of passengers, passengers and property, or property or cargo.
1: And what's different about that than a car?
0: It's for commercial purposes. Hmm. Right, A vehicle is a commercial use thing. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. so this is actually an an interesting theory. Uh, It's something that has been brought up before here on Free Talk Live. The idea of this manufacturer's statement of origin is this this document that essentially is very secretive uh, because the average user cannot get their hands on it or it's very, very difficult. There are some uh, theories out there that suggest ways to do this. But if effectively it is, it's almost impossible to pull this off. Have you, Thomas, ever managed to secure a manufacturer's statement of origin?
3: Absolutely, absolutely yes. How? Yes. When you go in to purchase the automobile, you have to to, to discharge their obligation in full. You have got to pay in cash, and you say that you want everything that comes with the automobile, including the you know key fobs and the floor mats and the manufacturer's statement of origin. When you look at a manufacturer's statement of origin, it's printed on bond paper, just like a birth certificate is. Under UCC 9-102, it defines what a consumer good is. A consumer good means goods that are bought or used for the primary or for personal, family, or household purposes. You can classify your automobile as a household item, A okay, number number one isn't it true number, though that
0: a lot of car dealers will not sell cars for cash that if they're... they
3: do it's deceptive trade practices because it was discrimination they're trying to force you into an unconscionable contract which mm-hmm. is in violation of titles you know title 15 section one and two um, but I don't so but is the only way that. to
0: get a manufacturer's statement of origin to buy a new car because obviously there are a lot of people that cannot afford to purchase a new car
3: Correct, and that's why they have. That's why the uh, proliferation of leases, and of course, buying a car on time. As soon as you buy a car on time, you're creating a security agreement, which the you now become the debtor in possession of the property, i.e., the automobile, which has now been converted to a motor vehicle because part of the requirement is that it be registered with the state, have license plates registration tags and insurance hmm. so, so you've got
0: a manufacturer statement of origin and you don't put a tag on the car right like you're just driving around uh, you're you're doing free traveling no, i'm
3: not i'm not driving around i'm traveling driving, traveling driving is a commercial term traveling is i'm traveling i'm transporting my household goods and hmm. my private conveyance
0: now how many times have so you now, been pulled over for this
3: uh i don't know three or four
0: that's it and how many years have you doing have you been doing this
3: I'd rather not say at this point, but okay. you, you have to understand something. When somebody pulls, when an automobile, when when you're traveling in an automobile, you don't even have to have plates on the car. And the revenue officer, or IE, or i.e. law enforcement officer, resorts to turning on his headlights and then his his emergency flashers to pull you over. He's committed fraud because there has to be a a. Uh, Factual, articulable um, suspicion that there's been a crime committed. So tell me this: having- I mean,
0: uh, I mean, I don't disagree with any of the things you're saying. It's a very interesting, uh, th- you know, situation, and we do know people. Uh, Jay Noon, for instance, former co-host here on Free Talk Live, he also uh, does not travel with a, a yeah. license. And, and I
2: fought that fight myself for quite a long time too. I've heard all, all this stuff you're talking about, caller, I I'm, I'm fairly well versed in, too. And you're right. And the rabbit hole isn't really that deep on it, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And uh, it doesn't really matter because law is enforced according to cultural norms, not according to law.
0: Well, that's Power. where I well, wanted to get well, to well, with, wait, with, if, with your call, Thomas, is, is to hear more about your story. So when you get pulled over, what happens?
3: Well, the first thing that happens, I give the officer, the revenue agent, a it's called a questionnaire. Okay. Now, you have to understand something. When you give them a questionnaire, they're required under the Administrative Procedures Act. To answer the questionnaire and the questionnaire is a notice of inquiry and a report of detainment and you're asking him to fill this out as an officer a public servant because remember every people, every man or woman who takes an office serving in you know government has taken an oath
4: mm-hmm. and
3: that oath is to you know protect and defend the Constitution and the people thereof so now if there's no injury and there's no victim there's no reasonable articulable fact there's no reasonable articulable suspicion they pulled you over they've just committed a felony against you now adam kokesh was pulled over in colorado and he was held for 12 days he had no plates on his car they tried to trump up all this stuff on him and of course adam's a very 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 smart articulable man he's he's a blessing to to all of us if you could listen to the interview you guys did with him it was very very wonderful so now when you serve him with this public service questionnaire and what you're doing is you're being very, very you know, you're being very, very civil.
5: Mm-hmm. And the
3: affirmation by the public servant and he has to sign this thing and it's gotta be witnessed so you can request that a supervisor come out and or a sergeant. His failure to you to sign this is uh, it's a hundred thousand dollar levy okay
0: Okay. so i want to know more about what what has happened specifically to you when you handed them this questionnaire did they go ahead and fill it out uh or did they just you know laugh and uh, write you a ticket and you know walk away did they put you in handcuffs uh so i'm curious to hear more hopefully you can stick with us more coming up here this is free talk live do you feel like your country no longer holds your values It is Free Talk Live. You can join us here at the number 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. With you in the studio, it's Ian, Matt, and Bonnie. We started out talking about some proposals in places like uh, the UK and California, suggesting that perhaps private car ownership... Will be banned someday in these places. And a gentleman called in saying that actually that's already happened. And he's getting into an interesting sort of legal theory that I seems to be true from what I've seen. And Matt, you said you've delved into this personally. Yeah, and uh, fought in the it past. in court. <laughs> did Don't, you win? I did. And this uh, was in New
2: York State. I was in New York State, but. Um, we have a very small town, and it was a very small town judge, and mm-hmm. I was putting them on the ropes pretty hard about it. And I was adamant, so he listened when I started going off the mouth about definitions and what they mean.
0: And so you were driving around without a tag on. Yeah, for he instance? was not a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Our
2: our judges in New York just like, elected. Our, our small, they, yeah, they're elected, and uh, uh, okay. you know, so he was just uh, some guy. They sent him away to. How to be a judge school for two weeks, and they come back and they give us traffic tickets and stuff. So, um, you know, arraign on arraign people on small small matters and things like that, and the sheriffs drag them away. But, but
0: but what Thomas is telling us about here is the idea of the manufacturer certificate of origin. This is this. Piece of paper that comes with a brand new car, except it doesn't for most people because they don't know about it. The dealer sends it over to the government, Mm -hmm. and the government issues what's called a certificate of title Mm -hmm. based on that. Of course, everybody knows what a certificate of title is who's had a car, they believe that that's their ownership but what in that what the point of that is is it is certificate a certificate is evidence of a thing right that yeah. if this thing exists so the title exists they basically create
2: a legal fiction called the motor vehicle
0: yeah and so then you then have to ask for permission to operate this thing, which they have this crazy legal structure that says it's all commercial, which means mm-hmm. that you're operating a business. And it, it gets, you know, like it, it's a little deep. And, and it's true. You know, and, and
2: at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter because the cop is a very average brained human being yeah. who has only studied law to the extent that he's been told what to think. Right. And they're going to enforce that, and they're to, they don't they're going to shake their head at your legal mumbo jumbo, and then they're going to go take you to a judge and say he'll figure it out. Well, that's why and I that wanted- judge is going to shake their head at the legal mumbo jumbo because they don't understand it either; never heard of
0: you. Yeah, that's why I wanted to hear more from you, Thomas, about your actual experience in this because you say you've been doing this for some amount of time. You won't tell us how long, but you say you've been pulled over three or four times. So. Of those three or four times, you said that the officer, uh, you present them with a questionnaire. You say that there's some sort of law that says they have to fill it out. Uh, and I'm I'm just going to guess that most of these officers, they don't believe you on that. And uh, well, But what's your experience yeah. been? What happens when you hand them this piece of paper as they pull you over for not having a tag? Well,
3: on, on a couple of times, they've gone back to their car. They sat in their car for, you know four or five minutes to come back, they hand the piece of paper back and say, have a good day, sir. Hmm.
0: So they didn't fill it out. Now, they just let you go.
3: No, they, yeah, yeah. Because because the thing of it is here is that you you have to understand something. This is under the Administrative Procedures Act under Title Five, And under that, under 2635.101, it talks about a public office as a public trust. These people are trustees. They have to allow you Okay, and this is recodified under sixty three C Amger uh, sixty three C AmJur section sixty three uh, section two forty one through two forty seven, public offices of public trust. So they have an obligation and see all this is all this all these infractions are are just ways for them to generate revenue mm-hmm. because they've now see when you go to take that, you go to the department of what? Motor vehicles, and I just defined what a motor vehicle is. So you're confessing to them that you're engaged in some type of commercial activity that you need their permission to transport your your property or cargo and property or passengers. Remember, a passenger is somebody who pays Joe to take you from point A to point B. I know, I know people that have been pulled over in California and um, Montana and the uh, highway patrols asked them, like three or four times. How many passengers do you have in your car? And the response from the people who were traveling said, that's not a passenger, that's my wife, that's my brother-in-law, and that's my, you know...
0: Because the word passenger. passenger has a legal definition. I see what you're saying. So Absolutely what happened the other couple of times? You said twice the officer handed you back the uh, the questionnaire. What about uh, the times they didn't?
3: Um, the... Well one time the the officer didn't even get out of a, I mean didn't even come back to the car he backed up and just left okay <laughs> um so you've uh, never been ticketed for this no Wow! No.
2: Now, do you think this is the, the the cops are driving away because they've they've gone back to their car, done their research, and made a a valid argument with themselves that what you're saying is correct, or are they just well, saying gonna, this man is a gonna... sovereign citizen, he's going to shoot me with an AK-47 <laughs> if I walk back up to that car? No, 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 I'm no, driving the, away.
3: The, so- the sovereign citizen stuff is that that's all that's that's hyperbole, that's bullcrap. Right? I get
2: it, but that's what <laughs> the cops are told. The the cops yeah. are force fed that stuff, and they they believe it generally.
3: That's fine. That's called a conclusive presumption that can be defeated in the cal in the legislatures in 43 states in this country there's a book called the mason's manual of legislative procedures in section 73 of that manual that's what the legislature goes by in, in addition to robert's rules of order it states in there in section 73 and anybody can go look it up it states the people of each state are vested with the sovereign authority expressed by the elected representatives serving in the legislature it's in their own procedure books in the legislature. So now you have to understand something. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna give you two more things real quick. Uh, one of the cases called Shapiro versus Thompson, which as uh, 394 US reports, page 618, uh, Supreme Court reporter 1322, all citizens must be free to travel throughout the United States uninhibited by statutes, rules, or regulations. Now, you go to U.S. versus Bishop, which is under uh, Supreme Court case 412, U.S. 346. If you have relied on prior decisions of the Supreme Court, you have the perfect defense for willfulness. So now, do you think these people are going to go ahead and and, um, cause um, potential huge liability against themselves when somebody... Is articulate and polite you have to be polite mm-hmm. you do not you do not be belligerent to your brother you always be polite you just let them know that this is the way what's going on and this is not acceptable you know, I think there is something
0: to be said for, uh, you know, being a, a difficult target, and these people are bullies, and they want to pick on, you know, the easy marks, and whether this stuff will actually end up holding up in court or not is another question, uh, because you've never gotten there, and, and I would love to see, you know, more of this stuff in action. Did you ever get any video when you were pulled over?
3: No, no,
0: no, no. See, one of the problems no, with a lot of the, I, I the, may, the people if, who have these, I, who promote these theories is that they very rarely have any actual evidence to back up the stories? I'm not saying what you said didn't happen. I, you know, you sound very knowledgeable. You can cite these things off the top of your head. And I did have you send me an email, and I, I will share what you've uh, what you've sent to me here on our social yeah. media site over at social.freetalklive.com. That way, people can take a look at this because this is something that it's. How many hours did you have to spend researching this before you know you you're so knowledgeable, brother?
3: I've been brother. I've been researching. <laughs> For the truth since 1980, from the complete tear apart of the income tax laws, the statutes, codes, and regulations to so the Constitution, and what Constitution are we talking about? If I may say one other thing, there was a case that happened down in Florida. It's called Trezvant versus the City of Tampa, Florida, where they arrested this man for allegedly reckless driving or whatever. They held him in a period for a period of time in that jail, and the Eleventh Circuit Court came out and said that the Sixty-five thousand two hundred seventeen dollars per hour, and a one point eight million dollars per day for the for the total fees. Now, this went all the way up to the left Circuit, and they said in that in that case that these these sums were not exorbitant at all. Wow.
0: Uh, feel free to call another time. Tell more of these stories. I find them to be absolutely fascinating. They are. You know, I, uh,
1: I like revenue officer.
0: Yeah, I I want I want more people to to have experience with this stuff, but it's. Like he said, he's been researching this for 40 years. Uh, Thanks for the call tonight. There's more coming up here. This is Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. And you can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We do have a social media website over at social.freetalklive.com. And I'm going to take the information that our last caller emailed, drop it on a post over there. So if you want to take a look at it, it includes a hundred plus page PDF and a a YouTube It's just like his write-up? I don't know if it's from him. I think it's probably from somebody else. Hmm. Uh, But it's got, you know, a lot of citations of different court cases and things like that. And, Matt, you you know, you said you went to court with this stuff, but it wasn't in front of a real, you know, lawyer judge. It was in front of an elected judge, which is just anybody from, you know... Some politician from town doesn't yeah. necessarily know the law, and, and you were victorious in that case.
2: And I'll say they did avoid me like the plague. Like they told me that it took about a year to fight that case. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that case for me was a driving without a license case. I had a license that was like expired, like by six years. Did the car like have that. a tag on it? The car had like some ancient license plates on it. I just mm-hmm. never turned it in. In New York, you're required to return your license plates when oh, you come wow. with them. I um, <clears throat> at least you were back then. Um, That's because the
0: state considers those its property.
2: Yeah. Well, every day that you don't have insurance on your car, it's a $5 fine Mm -hmm. and you cannot be driving it and you need to renew your registration or you get a similar fine and every day you have the plates. So you're not allowed to keep the plates. I had plates on mine forever. Um, I never seemed to have a hassle with a fine Mm -hmm. around that, but uh, the law is there for it. Um, so anyway, I, I just, uh, I'd been just try. I don't pay, pay attention. To- I'm not one for forms and filling them out and stuff yeah. like that. Um, so that said, I got pulled over. I hadn't had a license in many years. The car was three years overdue on its inspection. They so saw- your
0: license, you had one, but it expired. Yeah. Like you a just really like old let license. Let it yeah.
2: Yeah. I just didn't care, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, I ended up going to court for it. They gave me the runaround. They said, oh, court, you know, they'd make a court date for me. I'd show up and it's closed. Oh, court's closed tonight. Hmm. Uh, Nobody told you. Yeah, we, 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 we sent out, we, yeah, we sent out notifications to everyone that court would be, you know, closed tonight. You didn't get the notice. Yeah. So, and they did that over and over again for a long time. But then you actually went
0: to trial and he found you not guilty. Yeah,
2: I pushed it. I pushed it. And the, the prosecutor was like losing his mind in the courtroom. It was kind of funny. It was very funny. Um, he was turning all red and like freaking out and I just started, cause I, I took the stand for myself and I hmm. started testifying and part of my testimony was just giving words and definitions, what hmm. vehicle means, what traffic means and so forth.
0: And pulling them from their own yep. systems, yeah. their own and laws.
2: I was very sick cause I was getting worked up too cause I kept getting, you know, uh, uh, what is it? What is it objection. called when the, when the prosecutor tells you, you you he wants you to stop talking and you know? It's when, an objection.
6: Objection. objection.
2: Yeah. He's objecting to everything, and finally the judge is like, he's testifying the way he wants to testify, mm-hmm. and I look over and he's actually writing down the words that I'm giving <laughs> and asking me to slow down so that he can look wow. them up. I was, so I was like, oh, so this guy. Uh, might not be a complete. He's actually, listening so to you, maybe yeah. it's a good idea that we don't have lawyers at every level of government. Maybe we right. should start electing. We would probably be better off if we if we have to elect people, let's elect normal people and not have mm. requirements of uh, being forced through some you law know, school.
0: Law school factory. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, so, why did you, after being victorious in this case, at what point did you decide? All right, I'm going to go get a government license and start license. You know, tagging cars. I didn't.
2: Until I moved to New Hampshire, why did I think you it change, was 2015? Why, why did you decide to do that here? Because I was driving for a living, mm-hmm. and it was just like a major part of my job is behind the wheel. And I just do not—if I have an appointment with important business people, yeah—I do not want to get stopped by some dorky pig on a power trip and
1: revenue officer drag me.
2: Sorry.
0: Thug. Well, and because, you know, when, whenever I hear all of the freedom to travel activists who I have an appreciation for, I've done some of this myself. I've just not I've never done like the insane level of research to be the uh, to where I can cite cases off the top of my head or anything like that. But I've I uh, there's a, if you in my studio here, there's a private plate that I had manufactured. Yeah. That it has a phone number on mm-hmm. it and it has the Shire at the bottom. So yeah. it's not a state plate. It's I think a private it's a fantastic
2: plate. looking plate. And too. I've
0: driven with that on, on a car on more than one occasion and gotten pulled over after some, you know, usually it's a couple thousand miles that I'll go before somebody will pull me over and I get hit with a misuse of plates charge on it, uh, you know, even though it wasn't a state plate. Right. And. I forget what their allegation was. It probably has something to do with the fact that I didn't have a manufacturer's certificate of origin or whatever. Was well, that the only charge? It's the only charge I got. I yeah. can't did did you pay the fine or did you find no, it? No, I never pay fines. I, right, that's, I, right, that's uh, right. I went to court. I was found guilty after How trial. How you found
2: guilty? That's not a plate. That's not a misuse of a plate. That's not one of
0: their plates. I think that I think the argument was that if the car is registered that it has to have a government plate on it or something like that. But with that plate on it, it's not registered, right? Uh, it's been a while since I've been in that case, but I'm, I'm pretty sure the idea is the car is registered. So the car is, it's titled. The, yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. It's titled. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, one of the frustrating things about this, that's where they this get conspiracy ya. theory is, or not conspiracy theory, cause it seems like it's true. Yeah. Uh, but this particular theory is that, oh, well, if it's commercial, then they can regulate it. And it's like, well, why would they be able, who are these people and why can they tell you? that they can regulate you if you're taking a passenger somewhere. Why yeah. you know I don't I don't well, buy that either.
2: Yeah, the, the 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 thing is all of the law surrounding it, like all the foundational law for mm-hmm. for cuz cars haven't been around all that long at this point. Yeah. You know 100 years or 100 so. Years. And all of the laws surrounding it um are pretty explicit in what they're mean what they're trying to mean it's in modern English and it's very clear what they're getting at and all the case law that surrounds those those laws is also very plain English in what they meant including up to the Supreme Court very very clear you know the term driver you know everybody who drove a horse and buggy back in the day wasn't a driver a, the driver was the guy who was wheeling wagon loads of goods they were tractor trailer People of their day, you know, so uh, those are drivers, the average person using their their buggy to get back and forth, the home of their wagon, back and forth to their job. Just and travelers.
0: A, just traveling. I want to go to Alu Axelman on the line here from Liberty Block what's up, uh, Alu? at libertyblock.com. Hey, Alu.
5: Hi, how's it going? Hey, what's on your mind? Uh, I'm enjoying the discussion. It's very interesting about property ownership of cars and also about license plates and traveling versus um driving for a commercial reason i've heard this argument from uh sovereign citizens or other people who libertarians and voluntarists who just want to drive freely um i kind of understand it and it might even be true that maybe 100 years ago when they made the laws they only sought to regulate people who are driving for commercial use and not private travelers but that being said um as you guys know i'm a voluntarist i don't believe the government should be involved in any cars commercial or private right that being said, here in the real world, I am extremely skeptical, meaning I don't really believe, that using the defense of being a traveler or a certificate of whatever um, ownership or whatever the previous callers were saying, which mm-hmm. they sounded very um, well-studied and intelligent and maybe they're saying legitimate stuff. But even if they were real court cases and laws they're studying, I, I cannot believe that any cop would – take their survey
2: and do anything if to direct them. And I agree with it. that, but I, I would yes, stop you yes. at saying any cop because there might be a cop or two or something, you know, that, and it's not going to be because they read through it and understand, oh, I'm, I'm in the wrong here. I'm going to drive. It's because they just want to deal with it. There were big mm-hmm. words on paper. They know you look like a bad problem and they're just going to walk away from that and just they don't money. want to deal with it.
5: Practically speaking, practically, the, the one thing we could do is pass a bill. Obviously, the first thing we have to do is, is leave the union. So you need pass CACR 32 and get it on the ballot and vote for it to leave the union because yeah. the federal government does regulate interstate commerce. And if you guys want to start citing fancy Supreme Court cases, look up Wickard versus Philburn so wickard with the w versus silbern that was a supreme court case decided a few decades ago that pretty much said under the interstate commerce clause the federal government does have the authority to regulate any commerce in the universe as long as it if any involvement even tangentially has any interstate effect meaning if you buy um, a gun from me Technically, that means that's less buy- guns you're buying from Smith and Wesson, which is based in mass, meaning it's interstate commerce. So the more you buy, <laughs> <use the laughs> I'm serious. I'm not joking around. You guys, no, yeah, I've I'm heard that interpretation
0: uh, as yeah. Yeah. well. So
5: Wickard versus Silber, that's what it says. Anything in the universe is literally in some way interstate commerce, and the federal government can can uh, regulate it. The, the actual case with Wickard was a guy was feeding his own cows his own grain. He had cows and he grew his own grain or something, yeah. and but he bought less grain from neighbor in iowa and they said oh well you're hurting the, the iowa affected economy, interstate you know,
0: commerce yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah and it's that's yet another reason so to divorce to yeah no, another reason to divorce dc uh bonnie what did you want to say about jay noon
1: i was going to say uh i agree with what matt was saying the reason that the guys walk out, or the cops Walk away if you hand them a uh, survey. Probably is that they are just don't, they don't want to deal with it because that's how Jay Noon basically lives as an actual sovereign human.
2: Yeah, is does. they
1: don't want to deal with him or his family. And
2: you will notice the side the side the side of his horse trailer has uh, a sign on it that says not not for hire.
0: Hey, mm-hmm. Alu, do you have time no. to uh, mm-hmm. to stand stand by and talk about uh, collects it yeah. and what's happening out there? Yeah. All right, hang on. Al, Al, Alu's is uh, an excellent secession independence advocate. He's probably. I don't know. I would say the top advocate of uh, of New Hampshire independence, and it looks like California's collectiv movement is falling apart. We'll tell you about it coming up.
2: free talk live
0: it is free talk live phones are open here as we kick off the second hour of the program you can bring up anything you want the number is 603-283-6160 that's 603-283-6160 we were just watching the video that our caller earlier Tonight, who's was talking about freedom to travel, sent along, and he sent along a hundred-plus page PDF. I posted both of those over at social.freetalklive.com on the Free Talk Live profile, and I was just saying, I love these these people, the uh, the freedom to travel guys that know their stuff. You know, they've taken the time to research this. The video that uh, he posted is of a guy named Rick Martin. Uh, calls himself a constitutional lawyer, and he says he's won multiple cases. And the document is his document, a hundred and something pages that he's got printed out. He has it in his car with him at all times. Nice. And so, you know, these guys are prepared. They know what they're doing, and it's just it's fascinating stuff. If you want to comment, uh, whether it's on freedom to travel or the original topic of the show, which is the uh, some some government agencies in some places talking about banning the private ownership of cars across the board. Uh, that's what started this whole topic, but also it ties into something that uh, we, you know, we we're talking about California possibly banning cars. It ties into a topic I had tonight, uh, which is about it and Alu Axelman is still with us here from LibertyBlock.com, and uh, you're a big advocate for New Hampshire independence and just in independence anywhere, and you know, I think you, you would agree with us, uh, and I, I presume I can speak for the rest of the studio here, that we want to see anybody secede from the United States, right? We would cheer them
5: on. Absolutely, 100%. And I've been supporting CalExit for a while. I think every every state has the right to self-governance. And once we get every state totally independent from the union, then we can uh, move government even more local.
0: Did you hear the news that apparently two weeks ago, the founder of CalExit, the movement to uh, make California an independent nation, has uh, not only resigned, but is basically scrapping the entire thing?
5: Yeah, I'm following the drama a little bit. I'm close with Marcus. I am not close with Louis Marinelli. Them two, I believe, were the founders or presidents or whatever of the movement. Um, yeah, I mean that's pretty unfortunate. Louis Marinelli is a very interesting guy. He's a pretty conservative, right, libertarian on most issues, and Marcus is, is pretty progressive. He's the Democrat mm-hmm. on on the panel there, and they've both been very close for years, I believe. But what happened was. They, they, I think, made some strategic mistakes in – for years, the CalExit movement, the U.S. Yes, California social media put out uh, press releases and put out essentially statements on almost every news event happening throughout the United States or the world or even foreign. They would say, we stand with Palestinians. We stand with Iran. We – issue this statement, we support Mm -hmm. this, condemn this. And I I think I mentioned, or I wanted to mention to Marcus years ago saying, you don't really need to do that. You're just risking alienating parts of your movement base. Mm -hmm. And there's kind of no benefit. And it distracts you from what you do, where we see Daniel Miller in Texas, who's the most hyper-focused, he's the opposite, where he literally only lives, breathes, and sleeps one thing, Texas, you know, independence. That's all he ever does. Talk to him, that's all he ever does. And he doesn't get distracted with other stuff. He doesn't talk about, yay, Biden's pooping his pants. He doesn't get distracted with that stuff. He doesn't put out a statement from the TNM every three weeks saying we condemn this or support that. So anyway, the Cal Exit movement put out a statement saying the Rittenhouse trial, he was obviously innocent. Um, We support the decision. And uh, that was put out by Louis Marinelli, who's conservative and supports the decision of self-defense of uh, of Kyle Rittenhouse being acquitted of homicide Mm because of self-defense and self-defense. Of course marcus got upset by that because he did not agree with the decision he thought it was murder and he knew that all the democrats which is the majority of cal exit proponents thought it was murder so he got upset at louis marinelli and said please take down that tweet or something and louis said no screw you and then it just devolved from there and then they fought over that and it was if they wouldn't have made a statement in the first place like if they would have just stuck to the one issue which is california Mm, independence that's enough like that's a hard enough issue you don't need to take on multiple battles you know, that's a hard yeah, I agree with that.
0: And I remember thought. seeing uh, when the two of them were having it out, there was a statement that uh, Marcus Evans, who was, I guess, the CEO of uh, it or the president or whatever, uh, he basically stepped down because Marinelli, the founder, still controlled social media, still controlled uh, even the the live streaming captions. So it was, it was really wild. As uh, yeah. the CEO <laughs> was making a live streamed statement, Marinelli, the other guys behind the scenes, putting captions up on this like the lower thirds that say completely different things than what the well. other guy was saying. I mean it was it was a really petty thing to do and it was ridiculous uh, to watch it happen, but basically you were, I was watching the, the essentially the two people who are the two primary uh, guys falling having a falling out publicly and it was it was pretty bad, but apparently the part I didn't see was that Marinelli actually uh, on December 14th posted over on substack.com a, a lengthy uh, piece about how he is now walking away Uh, the headline this this post marks the end of the California independence movement he says I brought collects it into this world and now I will take it out and then he goes on all
5: that title and that's where I have an issue with him you can't end a movement. He can say he's leaving, but there is a big movement. There are, what, 39 million people in California, and if at least a few million, 5, 10, 20 million want to leave the union, he can't end that movement. There's a big movement. He's not going to end the pro-freedom movement or the communist movement. There are millions of people in the world that are going to carry on the torch. And again, right now, yes, California, there's not a tremendous strong movement like the race of New Hampshire or Texas, mm-hmm. but guess what? When Biden loses – or uh, in 2022, when the Democrats inevitably lose the House and Senate, there's going to be a resurgence of the Cal Exit movement because they're going to see Republicans in control and that pendulum will swing back. So I think the movement's going to be just fine.
1: And there is no movement in Arkansas where he's moving to. <laughs> so I just think it's really he, he must not be really that. Um, actually into independence it was something else that was motivating him because why would you move to Arkansas
0: he's always you know without just being an outsider obviously I don't pay close attention to collects that I just generally support the idea of California seceding, so I've, I've cheered them on. Uh, but I, having heard a few things about him over the years, he's always seemed to be a bit of a loose cannon. I mean, at one point he moved out of California and moved to Russia. <laughs> like, why would you? <laughs> and, yeah, and yet he still continued to lead, quote unquote, the from California exit from Russia, which was just very strange, hmm. you know, uh, messaging, right? Like, oh yeah, I, I support California's independence, but I'm leaving, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. Keep yeah, up the, really the good fight.
5: That I think the movement.
0: Yeah, and he hasn't even moved back. He's writing this I'm leaving post saying specifically that he's living in Turkey right now. And he won't move back to the United States until his wife gets citizenship. And when he does move back, he doesn't want to bring her to California, so he's gonna to move to Arkansas. So so yeah, I, I agree with you, Alu, to, to act as though one man can take down an entire movement. Obviously that's not true, although if he does control social media and and whatever other elements like a website, he can certainly do some damage uh, on the way out the door. And I'm just I it just makes me grateful that here in New Hampshire we've got a, a fairly decentralized new hampshire exit movement uh there's there are different groups there are different people different websites i think there are three different new hampshire exit urls all controlled by three different uh different people so you know if one new hampshire exit url starts talking about how they should stay in the union then there's still two others uh that are good and then there's of course the foundation for new hampshire independence alu which you are the new president of by the way congratulations uh on that and uh, those are the the four that I get four websites that I can come up with off the top of my head. Of course, NHXit.us is uh, is the one that uh, that I'm involved with. Uh, but is there anything else uh, that's, that's new? You mentioned CACR32. Obviously, we've talked about uh, yeah. we've talked about that to quite a large extent. For our listeners, that is the actual bill number here in New Hampshire that is going to get a hearing within probably the next couple months. Uh, what are you hearing? I mean, you're, you're in this thing in the thick of it every single day. What's going on? Yeah,
5: did you see the nice letter that Representative Brody Desays, our friend, wrote to us? Oh, thanks
0: for the reminder. I actually meant to pull that up because I have not read the whole letter. I started reading your responses to him him. So there's this state representative. Is he a Democrat or a Republican? He's got a Republican sounding name. Yeah, I Brody. Didn't
5: yeah, he has an R by his name. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I mean, there's going to be plenty of Republicans that support the empire. You know, there, there's there's people that want to take control over the empire so they can shove it down the throats of their opponents. And they love this constant uh, fighting over it. So, it's you know, there's going to be people like him. And he just trots out all the garbage, basically, about, you know, why we need to stay with the union. And you just tear his uh, letter up just limb from limb. And you invited yes, him to, you. to do a, uh, a debate, and of course he's ignoring you.
5: Exactly. So I, I asked him we, – we had a few emails changes they were pretty polite, and I said, will you debate me? And he said, no, I'd rather write a letter. And I said, I'm going to write a rebuttal, and if he's debate you after that, and he said no. So I'm looking – if anyone's listening, I'm looking to debate anyone, especially a state rep, especially New Hampshire, but I'll take on Dictator Sununu or anyone else in the world who's going to debate.
0: Yeah, and uh, how can people reach out to you? What's the best way? LibertyBlock.com? Doug.
5: Yeah, Facebook, Twitter, AluRabson.com.
0: Thanks, Alu. Appreciate the call tonight. Actually, I'm going to pull his uh, his post up. We'll talk about it here in a moment. Thanks for the call. I definitely appreciate the update over at uh, LibertyBlock.com. More coming up here. This is Free Talk Live. are open here if you want to join us the number is 603-283-6160 that's 603-283-6160 we've been telling you about how intercoin can help any business or organization launch their own currency or raise money using their own token and now intercoin has launched its investor token worldwide and for the first time it's available on an exchange you can create your own account over at xmarkets.com it's exmarkets.com with just an email address, so you can keep your privacy intact. You can then trade dozens of different cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, for Tether. Use the Tether to buy ITR, the Intercoin investor token. You can learn more about Intercoin's vision at intercoin.org, or buy or sell ITR on exmarkets.com. Exmarkets.com, you just might be advancing the cause of liberty around the world. We can get back into, I said we are going to share the uh, state representative who is really mad about the idea of new hampshire declaring independence frantic
1: he was frantic. frantic
0: is that the actual yeah it's probably a better word um, that's how i like my state representatives really well we're going to get into it here in a moment but first sarah is on the line in new mexico you're on free talk live sarah
6: yes uh, so you know we know that russia is going to invade ukraine uh, it's like new year's prediction but you know, for the average American, what, what difference does it make to us? You know, I mean, how is it going to really affect us, and why is it a big deal to us? Um, when we have about, like, 2 million homeless people at all times, now we're going to have more homeless people because of our economic um, you know, problems that we have here, and then when then Well, before you go
0: on with whatever it is you were going to say there, Sarah, I'd like to answer your first question. As somebody who not at least i don't knowingly have any ukrainian family um it is still i think a lot of people some people do have family in ukraine and they don't want to see them get involved in you know war and possible bombs being dropped and people innocent people being shot because those things happen uh during wartime so and then there's just people who generally support peace on earth so those people would be perturbed by the idea of a russian invasion into ukraine
6: Right. Okay. So then, you remember that in 1988, we had that big Berlin Wall fell? Mm-hmm. And that was a big deal in eastern Germany. Yes. So they, they were, and then the communists actually got, communist influence got pushed back all the way to Russia. So mm-hmm. they it was communist policy all the way through Ukraine, Yugoslavia, uh, Czechoslovakia, and Poland, and all the way up to eastern Germany.
0: Yep. And then the okay, communist so, Russia, or the uh, the U- the USSR, uh, crumbled shortly thereafter. Because um, communism always fails. Every single time.
6: Well, the thing time. about it is that they still are communist. Or why would they be going the to war and want the radio out? Right, that's no, correct. No, they're not technically well, communist now. I have a question. She said at
1: the very beginning, she said that somehow Russia invading Ukraine will cause us to have even
6: more homeless people. Why is that? No, and what I what I said is that we already have about one point nine homeless people at all times. And no, we were gonna, we're, we're gonna have more homeless people. One point nine than million. No, one point nine about two million at all times before. You mean but, in the uh, United
0: States, the whole U.S. Right. Okay. Yeah, the
6: whole U.S. But the you, the economic crisis is the our rental. I'm talking about our current. You know, our government defaulting, uh, our... Are you trying to assistance. say, Sarah,
0: that you, you're you not concerned with what's happening in Ukraine because there's too many problems here in the United States? Too many
6: fat, lazy, homeless people in the United States? Well, I mean, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Why would um, an average American be so concerned about Ukraine when we're going to... I don't think the average American is that eat.
0: concerned about it. I I suspect mm-hmm. the average American doesn't even know.
6: Well, uh, well, I mean, it's just very far remote because our rents are gonna rent assistance is gonna get uh, cut off pretty soon. <laughs> Thank God. Okay.
0: So, how, then, how do I you know, know then... about it? Did you hear something on the radio? We know you don't have the internet, so what is it that meant oh, that? Oh yeah, yeah. You... I,
6: I've been hearing about the the radio, uh, the the news. So that we we've been subsidized. With so you're court, probably with
0: Sarah thing. because you actually listen to the news. You are probably more informed than the average American is on international matters. I'm not saying you're very informed, but you're probably more informed than the average person. The average person doesn't pay any attention to, you know, world news. They barely even know what's going on in the United States. They probably can't tell you who the vice president is at any given time on average. And so you're actually much more informed. I would suggest if you hit the streets and you asked people which country is considering invading Ukraine, I bet you not even half of them would know the answer.
6: Well, and then what's the, yeah, the reason for war is so that the United States, that Americans could figure out learning geography, right? Oh, no, yeah. that's not the reason, war, the, w- the reason no, for war, Sarah. The the reason for war...
0: Okay, gotcha. But the reason for war is total oh, domination of uh, of a people and a place. Now, y- you are, are you saying you support this, though? Are you supporting she's the invasion? said that
1: before. Yeah. She said that she hopes that uh, they invade Ukraine.
2: She hopes Ukraine- Ukrainians die. I just want to hear it from her. So, uh, but she, uh, she did say that. Okay, maybe so, she changed but her here's
6: mind. The thing is that, yeah, I, I do support this because you it do. was okay. under all of the uh, so-called... Uh, the Eastern iron, iron Curtain countries were influenced by the Soviet Union communists. It's always been that for way for many, many years. But why do Eastern you support Germany.
0: invading Ukraine? They're not a communist country, and, and neither is Russia. And if they wanted
1: to be, they could just be communist without Russia, So, and they're not doing that, so I don't understand what your point is. One of the things, to, to go back to your original question, one of the things that will um, definitely impact um, the average American is that our... Uh, military will have to go to fight people if this happens. That's what Biden is basically setting up that that we're going to send troops to Ukraine or Russia or whatever. That if would this happens. be really bad. If that, that would happened. be very bad for the
0: average possible. World War Three, right there.
6: Well, then why why go out and fight fight for it when you're all you're doing is fighting for the capitalists? You're better off being on the side of the communists. <laughs> Because it's a system without. No, you're better off being on no side.
0: You're better off being, you know, Switzerland and being completely uh, neutral in these cases and not taking any side, Sarah. Why would you want to support violence? I mean, it's sick.
6: Well, because the the only way that the capitalists share their money is because uh, of violence. They don't give up their wealth. Why do you care about their money? You don't make money.
0: (laughs) She wants to steal people's money.
6: Well, think about it. What I'm on, disability, welfare, it's a communist program. People it is. You're like, right about like that. Me, that's true. Well, I would wind up on the street starving and freezing to death. Or you could <laughs> figure out how to go get a job. Well, I ha- I have mental illness as hard you don't know. Well, me, but- you obviously well, I have. I think
2: all communists have a mental illness. <laughs> that's that's a no brainer. But if you say if you, you're in, a, I hear you once a week, at, at least once a week. No, every day. Well, if, he's only here once a week. I yeah. only hear once a week. But and and I sometimes hear also on other shows when she calls in that I listen to. Um, you're a smart person, Sarah. You might have a mental illness, but you're a smart person. I hear you talking. You are more than smart enough to come up with a good or a service that you can offer your neighbors in exchange for. something. She could easily do. You fun don't have sex. to be. S- oh, well, totally. You know totally yeah. should be great at it. Yeah.
6: Well, you know what? That, I
1: mean,
0: Black you just don't want to work, Sarah. You just That's don't right. want to. You want. Yeah. You don't handout. have
1: to be even smart to just pour a soup from a soup bucket into right. a bowl.
0: Yeah, every restaurant everywhere is, is hiring totally. right now. She uh, could be a capitalist if she wanted to be and do well. She could, but uh, she just wants to complain and she just wants to steal. If she didn't
1: steal from other people, she'd be starving on the streets,
7: what she wants you to believe. Kill
2: Ukrainians.
0: Thanks for the call, Sarah. There's more coming up here. 603-283-6160. Your thoughts are welcome.
7: Is your broken heart stopping you from being authentically happy? My name is Jeremy West, and for a limited time, I am running a free online class to teach you what most people don't know about how to deal with your feelings, the simple way to deal with your negative thinking, the key to breaking your unhealthy relationship patterns, and so much more. No more feeling like a failure who will never find true love. No more self-medicating and ending up feeling even more miserable. And no more feeling like you'll never be someone who deserves an amazing partner. Sound good? You'll discover a new way to finally feel validated and loved, to stop trying to get your self-worth from the very people who tear it down, and to put you in control of your own happiness so you never surrender that control to another person again in as little as eight weeks. Register now for my free online class at beyondyourbreakup.com slash free class. That's beyondyourbreakup.com slash free class.
0: It's Free Talk Live, and the phones are open here if you want to join us. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Tonight, it's Ian, Matt, and Bonnie. And you can bring up anything that you want. We had Alu Axelman call in a little bit earlier, and he reminded me about something I'd actually wanted to talk about, uh, which is the letter... Written by a New Hampshire Republican state representative. Looks like a younger guy. See his picture here. Uh, I'm going to guess he's no older than 30. He looks pretty young. Brody Deshaies, uh is his name. And so Alu is the guy who is behind LibertyBlock.com. He's a big independence activist, New Hampshire independence. He's been supporting here what we call CACR 32. It is the the House bill bill. That if it is passed by 60% of the House and 60% of the Senate, it will then appear as a ballot question on the 2022 ballot. And it will ask the people of New Hampshire whether they want to uh, to leave or not. Peacefully exit from the United States. And it will not be a question of should we begin thinking about leaving. It is a question of Immediate. should we immediately declare independence and proceed as a sovereign nation. That is the question that will go on the ballot if it is passed. But it needs the support of 60% of the reps. Now, important point is the reps don't have to agree with independents to vote for this. All they have to agree with is the democratic process of allowing the people to decide. So, therefore, every Democrat should be in favor of, uh, of Absolutely. this. Right? Well, anyway, this guy's a Republican. He's Representative Brody Deshares, or Deches, and he wrote a letter Back to Alu because Alu's been uh, been reaching out to state representatives and this guy and
1: he also wrote this letter to all the other people on the committee.
0: Correct and was Brody on the committee? I didn't get that. Yes, detail.
1: Brody's on the committee.
0: Okay, so, so every Alu. bill in New Hampshire gets heard by a committee. This one's going to be heard by like the Federal Relations Committee or something like that. Uh, you can go to nhexit.us. You can learn more about the committee and learn how to contact them, especially if you're here in New Hampshire and you support this. But here's what he wrote, Mr. Uh, Representative Deshaies. He says, in this upcoming legislative session, every New Hampshire state representative will be voting on a constitutional amendment, CACR 32, that purports to make New Hampshire a sovereign nation. I use the word purports very explicitly. You'll read why later. This means New Hampshire state legislators will vote on articles of secession. I'm amazed any lawmaker should have to pen a letter on this issue. Nonetheless, someone must explain why articles of secession are reckless and impossible. And Alu points out that the legislators are voting on whether to allow New Hampshire voters to vote on articles of secession. So already Deshaies is incorrect in his interpretation of this. But Deshays goes on. He says, part one, catastrophic consequences. Let's look at the logistics first. 32% of New Hampshire's total revenue comes from the federal government. This revenue pays for infrastructure, Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, and other essential services for our state's residents.
1: Yeah, you can only use our roads. And we'll give you some funding for it, so therefore you have to stay with the federal government forever.
2: <laughs> Wait a minute, I, I'm, I'm dubious that the federal government of the United States of America would stop buying things from New Hampshire just because it's a different country. The United States government buys stuff from other countries constantly.
0: No, I get what you're saying, but he's talking about the taxpayer revenue that comes back into the state from the federal government. Oh. So not the feds buying things from us, but the feds paying for, you know, building the roads or, you know, whatever other services. But
1: just this first answer, that's why I said his uh, tone was very frantic. Catastrophic.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty hyperbolic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that is what the empire supporters truly believe, is they believe that if it weren't for the federal government, that we would not be able to exist. And it's absolutely ridiculous. New Hampshire was a new, it was its own nation before the federal government existed. We're just talking about going back to that.
1: It's like saying that we couldn't possibly survive without breaking away from Britain. Right. We we must
0: have the king telling us what to do and telling us what taxes to have. He goes on, though. He says, if New Hampshire lost all of this revenue, we would immediately need to increase all business taxes and establish sales and income taxes. Even if we stopped offering most of these services, the cost of infrastructure alone would be insurmountable. Secession would kill the New Hampshire advantage. And of course nothing could be further from the truth but I'm just going to let Alu handle the uh, the response here cuz this is a, a article from him over at libertyblock.com he says this is a very common myth, and the opposite is true. Right now, New Hampshire workers send D.C. billions of dollars via federal income taxes, corporate taxes, and other taxes. Only $3 billion of that is sent back to New Hampshire, and D.C. politicians place conditions on each of those dollars. Once independent from D.C., the average New Hampshire worker may save around twenty dollars to $50,000 per year because federal taxes would no longer exist. Perhaps equally important, all federal regulations, which cost the American economy over $2 trillion per year, would no longer exist in New Hampshire. This would cause the New Hampshire economy to boom like no economy ever in human history. It would be totally explosive. Taken together, the radical decrease in taxes and regulations would cause our economy to become the most prosperous one in the world by incredible amounts. Keep in mind that New Hampshire already has the highest median household income in the union. Hmm. So Deschées, the uh, the anti independence representative, continues. He says secession would have a terrible impact on state collected revenue. The state collects thirty four percent of its revenue from business taxes and another twelve percent from the meals and rooms taxes, also known as our rentals tax. These two state taxes overwhelmingly make up our revenue stream and would be impacted if we left the union. We would no longer have free trade within the world's largest consumer market. Our economy and state revenues would tank, forcing us to adopt sales and income taxes and kill the New Hampshire advantage again. Kill it again. Alu responds, saying, Few, if any, legislators or residents of New Hampshire would wish to cut off shoppers, visitors, and businesses from crossing our state border. Interstate trade would actually continue much like it does today. Would D.C. politicians embargo New Hampshire? I can't speak for them, but embargo is an act of war and would unnecessarily punish millions of people in New Hampshire and the rest of the Union, not to mention cutting off Maine from the Union entirely. If you believe D.C. politicians should declare war against us for leaving, that is all the more reason that we. We should leave, he says. And, you know, I don't agree with Deshayes' point here that, you know, business taxes would go down. I'm, I'm not in favor of any taxes. I think all taxes should be abolished and we should have no state government either. But obviously that's not going to happen on the day right. that we uh, declare independence from the United state, uh, United States. But the reality is New Hampshire would then become an international beacon of free trade at that point.
2: Other places and other entrepreneurs and business would come rushing here full tilt.
0: If if the United States government were so short sighted as to actually embargo or lock off the borders of New Hampshire, well, in that case, Canadian and international borders still exist in New Hampshire. And I suspect the New Hampshire port would be bustling at, you know, multiple times the current rate Mm -hmm. there would be a ton of business coming into new hampshire especially if we could keep uh you know relatively open borders here not that i i will admit is going to be the i think the major challenge that we face you know once we can get over the hill of actually declaring independence then you're going to likely see the independence movement schism into the side that wants to close the borders and the side that wants to be welcoming to the rest of the world and, uh, you know, that's going to be a, a major debate that's going to, have to happen, because if if the closed borders people win, then this guy might be right. That might act, then revenues might actually take a hit. We may actually see uh, New Hampshire become a poorer place uh, in that case if if we're like you know become the new North Korea of uh, right. of the United States but if we can actually be the Hong Kong or the old Hong Kong where you know anyone could come in from anywhere in the world and you know become this multicultural multi language amazing free place where anybody can open up a business without having to ask permission, then it would be an incredibly wealthy place and
4: I
1: can't imagine that the closed borders people would be a majority i, I feel hope like you're right the majority of people that are that close-minded and dumb would realize what's going on is too much freedom for them to handle anyway and leave
0: I definitely hope you're right about that, Bonnie. But we have run into those people as we've been around doing, you know, questioning people about independence. And there are a number of people who support independence, but also want to see closed borders. So that is one concern that I have. That's a major, I would say, concern with it. But it's not enough to say, "Oh God, we have to stay with the United States." No, I think the uh, the, there's a lot of fear of the unknown, but there's also so much opportunity uh, in the unknown and what might happen. We'll continue though with the critiques from this frantic state legislator here who is a lover of the empire. We'll continue in moments on Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. Phones are open if you want to join us. We're talking about independence for New Hampshire. Unfortunately, the California exit or it movement is crumbling the uh the founders of that movement have had a falling out one maybe. Of
1: them... sorry maybe some people will pick or grab the reins and they'll get new leaders
0: could be
2: you know i've got a great idea there and i don't know if we can spare the surplus or if there is any surplus but if we could farm out jeremy kaufman to just handle their social media
0: <laughs> he's got his hands full I know he does. He's doing social media for the Free State Project, the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire, and I think still Odyssey and or Library. He can do one more thing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He's really good at it. Well, there is the, of course, the Progressive State Project, which is something that I don't think he's involved with. But uh, I think Alu is Alu, I believe, is involved with that, and that is encouraging people who are progressives to leave New Hampshire.
2: Yeah, there's a questionnaire for it, and everything mm-hmm. you can you can actually uh, get a little money to get out of the state.
0: That's right, and go somewhere where you're gonna. F- like it better you're gonna like new hampshire or mm-hmm. sorry uh new, Me- new mexico california new york massachusetts if you're a progressive in new hampshire there's 49 other places uh some of which you might like better than others but there it, are other places
1: it's not just like a little bit of money either they'll pay for your transportation yep. and like part the of mo- your new rent
0: company in the first month's rent and it's amazing it's crazy yeah it's I, I really hope somebody takes them up on it because i think it's it seems to be a serious offer
1: yeah, like it is. This,
0: it's, it's kind of funny, but it's also... Delicious. Like, they really are seriously willing to do this for somebody that's seriously willing to actually leave. I bet there's
1: somebody out there who is like, I'm tired of these people walking around with guns.
0: Yeah, they're talking about it all the time.
2: You see it all the time. I would love to see them, uh, you know... Strap into a trebuchet and get
0: launched to, the, to any state they want to get launched to.
1: Yeah, and maybe they just can't afford to do it or think they can't. So,
0: by the way, I want to say thanks to Scott, who is a Free Talk Live supporter. He has joined the AMPS program, stands for Advertise Market Support or Advertise Market Promote and Support. You can go to amps.freetalklive.com. Scott is a gold. Uh, member over there at amps.freetalklive.com, meaning he's contributing uh, ten bucks a month to the AMPS program. You can join as well get some cool perks, get some benefits. AMPS.freetalklive.com. We're reading an article from LibertyBlock.com where Alu Axelman just tears up a letter that was written to him by a state representative who is in opposing, the state representative is opposing independence for New Hampshire he supports the empire he supports staying with the big government of the United States yet he claims to be a republican and republicans supposedly are all about small government but you can tell the reality is a lot of republicans are all about power and in you know getting as much of it as they possibly yeah. can.
2: A lot of people who call themselves there's a lot of people out there calling themselves a Republican or Democrat who don't even know what that is. Yeah. you know they 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 have no idea. Just get them elected. Yeah, it's a or they're they're a Democrat that likes guns or they're a Republican that you know likes whatever Democrats actually like. You know, so they, they <laughs> call so so uh, the people are sitting on the wrong side of the aisle a lot. And a lot of people hate Libertarians and don't even know what it is. They just know that it's a third thing, and that's a threat.
1: I think that a lot of uh, left-leaning people hate Libertarians because they think that we are Republicans. And that's why I hate being... Called a Republican or thought of as a Republican mm-hmm. a lot more than being thought of as a Democrat, honestly, because I just I can tell that that's the agenda. Their idea is okay to keep the left leaning people who would possibly become a libertarian from ever becoming a libertarian. We'll just make mm-hmm. these people look like Trump lickens well, or whatever. A lot of the
0: libertarians don't even know what a libertarian is, so it's uh, uh, that's clear. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but let me go on here. This is what uh, Representative Brody Deshays, who uh, calls himself a Republican, arguing for staying with the Empire. He says that other nations would not recognize New Hampshire as a, quote, sovereign nation, unquote. We would become a destitute hermit republic. No one would be able to travel to our state, killing tourism, our largest industry. And we would lack the funds and infrastructure to protect our borders.
1: Why does he think that nobody would be able to travel to our state? That's lunacy.
0: It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. At all.
2: Who would uh,
1: decide that and why? you know how many why? people
2: will come here just because it's their first time to travel to a foreign country and they could just do it in their car? they think that was so funny and cool. they just go step across the border, buy some fireworks, and go home.
0: <laughs> yeah, which is what they do today. That's what they do right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but, but there would be people coming from all around the planet uh, to come here because if New Hampshire is... If it's true that New Hampshire's top industry is tourism, and I'll take his word for that, then we would have more tourists here than ever before if... We have an open, you know, an open community that welcomes people internationally that says, hey, you want to go skiing during the wintertime? You don't even need need a visa. Come on in, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, let people come here. Let people spend their money here in New Hampshire. And it might show people from outside of New Hampshire how bad they
2: really have it when they start running into like TSA checkpoints just to get into New Hampshire, everybody's going to go, that's absurd. This is insane. Why are these men in the white and green trucks lining the border of New Hampshire? I just want to go skiing. What, you know, people would quickly see how stupid that is. Well,
0: I'm just talking about people flying in. Like if we actually had freedom to travel in New Hampshire, you just fly yeah, in come and on come in. on in. That's it. Of course, you know, again, going up against the closed borders, people is going to be no easy thing to do. Although, Bonnie, you think there's not that many of them. I, I just don't right.
1: understand how they could possibly uh, convince everybody that there's a net benefit. Like, to yeah, your family borders? that lives in Massachusetts needs to have to go through, you know, a huge line and have to pay money to get to come see you now. Well, I mean, there's so say, many people that go back and forth from Massachusetts. They'll convince every them day. the same
0: way they always do. You know, Mexicans, Canadians, but we're New Chinese, or- uh, terrorists, drug dealers. The Those same New fear- Hampshire people are going to come down here and take our jobs. <laughs> the same old fear mongering that they use at the border, the southern border of uh, the United States will then be used on the southern Uh, border of new hampshire i mean it'll be the same exact crap but regardless let me go on here he says uh, it'll kill tourism and we would lack the funds and infrastructure to protect our borders see even he wants to do it new hampshire would be alone and vulnerable in a globalizing world does this guy not know that new hampshire has the highest per capita ownership of machine guns in the entire united states probably not
1: when has the federal government ever stepped in to protect anyone in new hampshire anyway when was there ever a situation where there was somebody in new hampshire like gee i need protection and they protected
0: people by raiding our house on uh, march 16th from buying bitcoin i must say i felt extremely protected when that guy was
2: pointing his m4 (laughs) at my chest
0: Alu's response to him is that what's the paranoid assumption based on over the past 80 years, 150 small nations separated from their countries slash unions, and nearly every single one was recognized by the international community. That said, nobody argues the most corrupt evil authoritarian regimes may not recognize legitimate countries. Despite Taiwan being a totally unique and independent island nation, politicians who run China refuse to recognize Taiwan as an independent nation. Only 14 tiny UN-recognized states recognize Taiwan as an independent state, yet the Taiwanese remain prosperous patriotic and safe and the only threat to taiwanese people is the chinese politicians he says mm-hmm. in 2021 bloomberg media actually named taiwan as the number one place in the world for americans to live the average income of taiwan uh in taiwan is 16 over 16000 dollars it blows china's average of 4000 something out of the water if not for government gangs free trade would obviously allow the taiwanese and all other humans on earth To be exponentially more prosperous. I mean, why would anyone think that New Hampshire declaring independence would mean that it wouldn't be recognized on the international scale? Is Britain not recognized as its own country since Brexit?
1: Nope. I mean, that's un—that didn't happen.
0: Right. People still recognize Britain as its own place. Uh, Deshaies continues. He says, not to mention that federal officials with the backing of the U.S. military, the most well-funded and prepared military in the world, would never allow New Hampshire to secede. Every New Hampshire guardsman swears an oath to the U.S. and New Hampshire constitutions. They are bound to protect the perpetual union our U.S. Constitution establishes. This is part of the principle of dual enlistment, under which persons enlisted in state militias, National Guard units simultaneously enlist in the National Guard of the United States. And when the... uh, National Guard units are called to active duty in the federal service. Guardsmen are relieved of their status in state militia. Then uh, the New Hampshire National Guard would immediately help federal troops reestablish control over any purportedly sovereign New Hampshire. So there it is. The threat of violence has been yep. released here in paragraph number four. That's what he's got of Deschase.
1: Obviously, he's not one of those Republicans who found out in 2021 that officers of the law or whatever don't actually uh stand by their oaths.
0: When did they find that out?
1: Um when they got the nine got arrested and they're like why aren't you 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 swore an oath, oath to work for me not the governor what are you doing why are you arresting me?
0: Mm-hmm. You're talking about the nine people that were arrested at the Just the all governor's the republicans have
1: been realizing that this year.
0: Right. Yeah, he's he clearly uh believes that the U- the uh, that might makes right and that the US government has uh, the military might under its control and that that's all that that it takes. Yeah, bullies- not, not only is he a sucker, he's a violent sucker.
1: Hmm. The bullies bullied us, and now we have to do what they say.
0: Yeah, and, and he does, although I do wonder what would happen with the, the guardsmen. Would the New Hampshire guardsmen, the group of people who are actually likely from New Hampshire, actually turn their guns on their own family members? I think
2: most of them are in the guard in the first place because the federal government's given them money to be so, and the, the you know the state federal government's given money. The money dries up. They'll probably just go form militias.
0: We got more on the way here. The number 603 283 6160. You can take control of the airwaves. Our number three is on the wave. More from the pro empire Republican coming up. So, you've signed the Shire Society Declaration and are planning your move to New Hampshire to be around more liberty oriented people. Next, sign up for the Shire Society Forum at forum.shiresociety.com. There are a bunch of people there who are already in the Shire, and they want to meet you. If you're already in the Shire physically, you should also come by the forums. Remember, not everyone uses Facebook. New people are signing up for the Shire Society Forum every month, so drop in and say hello at forum.shiresociety.com. Free
4: Talk
0: Live. It's Free Talk Live, and you can join us here the number is 603-283-6160 at 603-283-6160. Here tonight, you've got Ian, Matt,
1: and Bonnie.
0: We're going to get uh, back to your calls and thoughts also. We've been talking about New Hampshire independence as... The state representatives are taking up CACR 32, which is an actual uh, p- proposal to amend the Constitution of New Hampshire to declare independence. If passed by the people on the ballot, it has to get to the ballot first. So, first, it has to go through 60% of the state house, and then 60% of the senators have to vote for it. So, it's definitely got its work cut out for it. It's the first time anything like this has ever been proposed. That I'm aware of nationwide. Now, I know that there was Texas earlier this year did have, um, there was, it wasn't a ballot measure. It was like a piece of legislation that if it was passed would simply have been a resolution by the Texas legislature to say Texas should begin considering to think about leaving the United States. But it would just be a resolution. Right. And a resolution, by definition, is non-binding.
2: Yeah, this is a different thing.
0: So New Hampshire's proposal is an actual constitutional amendment that would amend the Constitution as soon as it is passed by the people of New Hampshire. And it does require two-thirds of the voters. So it's, again, a fairly hefty requirement. Uh, But if it were to be passed by two-thirds of the voters, it would then declare New Hampshire's peaceful independence from the United States, and we would move forward as a sovereign nation.
1: Immediately. That's
0: it. Yeah, right away. So so again, I'd like to know if there's been anything that strong passed anywhere, except for here in New Hampshire, since King George's times. Never. I don't think it has. I uh, would love to hear about it if it has. I mean, with the exception of maybe, you know, the Civil War.
1: When I told my grandpa from Alabama about it, he said, y'all can't do that. Y'all are Yankees.
0: <laughs> That's funny. Well, we did it once before. Switcheroo,
2: and- old man.
0: <laughs> What's old is new again. We did this before. Mm -hmm. New Hampshire did this from the king way back in the day, and we can do it again from this king. Uh, Let's go to Mark. He's calling in from uh, watching us on float, dot app. Go ahead, Mark.
8: Hey, Ian. Can you hear me okay? Yes, loud and clear. Terrific, terrific. Hey, I'm calling in. I understand your topic, but I I wanted to uh, call in and uh, make sure that this day didn't go unmarked. Basically... Studio 8424 LRN is now beginning its third year of 24-7 operation uh, as an internet affiliate of the Liberty Radio Network, and we're very proud of you,
0: Thank you. Yeah, you guys have a channel over on float.app. Again, that's F-L-O-T-E, which is a freedom-oriented social media platform run by some libertarian folks. Some great human beings. Yeah.
8: Yes, we're having fun doing that, and I wanted to make sure uh, people knew my channel, uh, which, as you know, uh, we used to do the video feed for Free Talk Live. Thank you for coming over and turning your uh, your key over there. Um, Now we have been able to make our channel operate with lower bandwidth requirements, which means that you can listen in your Bluetooth car stereo or other Bluetooth speaker, uh, Internet speaker, and take LRN with you uh, on the go. So you don't actually have to be sitting in front of your computer. You can literally be in your car, have your cell phone paired to your car stereo, and be listening to the Liberty Radio Network.
0: Well, yeah, I mean that's that's great that you're doing that over on float. We've had that for years with uh, with LRN. LRN's always had uh, three different flavors of streaming channels. So if you were to go to LRN.fm and click on uh, the you know the listen options. There's 16 kilobit, 32 kilobit, and 64 kilobit. I mean, somebody on a dial-up connection could use the 16 kilobit uh, stream. Oh, yeah. It doesn't sound very good, but but it's there for the people that need them. Uh, so, Mark, uh, what you know? What else did you want to share with us tonight?
8: Uh, well, uh, as I mentioned in an email, uh, we'll be upping our AMP support. And uh, as soon as I accomplish that, I'll make sure I uh, get that emailed or uh, mailed out to you. Uh, we're excited about that. Uh, I do want to say that when it comes to delivering the, the network overflow, it does carry the whole social media platform uh, as an exposure to it. So, yes, there is always more than one way to do it. I just want to encourage other affiliates to get started. Uh, we all saw what happened this year, and I really want to see an explosion of other people interested in carrying the Liberty Radio Network uh, 24-7 uh, or at least some of the programming like Free Talk Live. Uh, just as we do, I think it's important uh, that we never let the signal get squelched again. And uh, we always make sure that it's always available.
0: Well, thank you for the kind words. Go ahead, Bonnie.
1: So on Float, can people chat and stuff on your channel about LRN?
8: Yep, there's a chat there. Uh, Yes, they can. There's a chat there. There's also a chat on your feed, Free Talk Live. uh, So people can be chatting in right there. And you can even pop out the chat and include it into your stream if you'd like. Uh, however you want to do Yeah, that, it's a
0: but. nice platform. And aren't they coming out with a, like a 1.0? It's basically been in a beta for the last two years, right?
8: Yes, they're working on the 1.0. It's supposed to be... I don't want to speak on their behalf sure. exactly because they're trying to accomplish it as quickly as possible. But I think the lead their target is the first quarter. They were kind of hoping yeah. to get it done soon. Yeah, software but, is uh,
0: done when it's done. I mean, uh, it's probably going to be sometime next year. I, I wouldn't even try to nail it down to quarters because you never know. There's always some new bug that, that crops up whenever you're dealing with software. And it's always better to you know to uh, launch it when it's ready rather than before it's ready. So, uh, Mark, thanks for the call absolutely. tonight. I'd appreciate hearing from you. And check him out over at uh, Studio8420. 24 on the float app f-l-o-t-e dot app thanks for the call tonight uh so yeah um anybody can pick up our signal and rebroadcast it however they want we don't care we don't believe in intellectual property if you've got a thing that you do and you think our show would be good to add to it we appreciate it so he's one of those guys that does that so thanks awesome uh, so we were talking about uh, independence for New Hampshire, and there's a, a state representative who really is upset about it. He's uh, penned a lengthy screed about why New Hampshire should stay in the Union. Of course, he brings up fear-mongering about the military is going to get violent, he says, if uh, they may turn the National Guard against the people of New Hampshire, which, of course, doesn't make any sense at all. Like It would be hard enough, I think, to get... American troops to fire on their own country, you know, people who are their own countrymen. Uh, I, th- I think there are some who would do it for sure. But I think a lot of them would say, well, geez, I know people in New Hampshire. I don't know if I want to kill, Plus, you know, my family members.
1: When people say some of the military might actually turn their guns on the people, it's. It's more, I mean, it, I can believe that some random person who's from Missouri and he joined the military and now they're telling him to sh- point guns at somebody in Louisiana. I could believe that would happen before a, co- a guardsman from the state that they're in, a small state, doing that to the, s- the people that live there. Yeah,
0: it's the most unbelievable claim that the actual New Hampshire guardsmen yeah. would actually start shooting their own, you know, countrymen in New Hampshire. I just don't buy it. It's, I think it's, uh, I don't know, man. There's a lot of
2: order followers out there.
0: No doubt. No doubt. But, I mean, it's one thing to follow an order to go over and kill people in the Middle East, which I oppose. I'm opposed to all those wars. But it's a whole other thing to ask somebody to go kill somebody they grew up with. Yeah. You know, to go kill somebody in Those the Those might not be the
2: National Guard's people they send. They might send people from California.
0: Well, they might, but he's making the claim. The, the state representative was actually making the claim that the National Guard in New Hampshire would be used to oppress That's ridiculous. Yeah, that's, that's I crazy. I just don't buy it.
1: I'm trying to just figure out this guy who wrote this in general. He is 22. He's younger than me.
0: Yeah, he's way younger than we thought.
1: He is um, on the so- side of Republicans, apparently, and he is anti-independence. My little brother is in the Air Force and he is 22 and he thinks he's a Republican, kind of leaning libertarian. Mm -hmm. He's all for independence. I just don't get this guy at all. When I tell him, when I tell my little brother about New Hampshire seceding, he's like, man, I would come live there.
0: Well, I think that the difference between your brother and this uh, state representative is the state representative is a power seeker. The state representative He's starting his political career. This is a person who probably has designs on becoming a U.S. senator or the president or, you know, something like that. So he He wants to
1: do it from the place he's from because he doesn't want to have to move.
0: So he's starting that that process. Sounds Uh, about right. He goes on to say that New Hampshire could never survive as a sovereign nation. And he puts that in quotes. You may say to yourself, out of principle, we should still leave the union and see what happens. But articles of secession are unconstitutional and therefore impossible. Any attempt to make New Hampshire a sovereign nation only purports to do so and is illegitimate. See,
1: that's the thing. This guy should read No Treason.
0: We are not asking permission to leave. This isn't a thing where we're going to the U.S. government and saying, "Oh, please, pretty please, can we just say goodbye? We just want to break up with you." No, this is a thing where we say, "No, it's over. We're done." Doesn't matter what you say. And really, what it is, just giving the voter the opportunity to do. Yeah, more coming up. live you can join us here at the number 603-283-6160 that's 603-283-6160 and joining you in the studio tonight it's Ian, Matt and Bonnie we are raising funds for Give Directly Give Directly is the first nonprofit that allows you to give money directly to people living in extreme poverty they locate recipients who are in need and use mobile money to send them cash, no strings attached. In the past decade, Give Directly has delivered over $400 million to over a million people who really needed some help. And research shows that giving cash to people living in poverty can help drive a range of important positive changes in their lives, like employment, nutrition, health, and education. Plus, cash allows individuals to invest in what they need instead of relying on organizations or donors thousands of miles away choosing for them and if that's what you would prefer then we would agree and that's why we're matching donations to give directly they're helping right now families in bomet and kalifi counties in kenya who are in need and free talk live is matching donations of up to a total of thirty thousand dollars so if you want to help out some folks go to give.freetalklive.com you can help over in kenya that's give.freetalklive.com As uh, we continue here, the number 603-283-6160. We're reading a letter to Alu Axelman from LibertyBlock.com by a state representative, Brody Deshares, a 22-year-old Republican who would, I'm sure, claim in his campaign material that he supports small government because Republicans love to claim that. But yet he wants to stay with one of the largest governments on the planet the multi trillion, $29 trillion in debt federal government with hundreds or a thousand or whatever military bases all around the planet destroying people's independence, destroying lives, putting people in prison. He wants to stick with those guys. And, and-
1: that's why I just couldn't figure him out. Like, as a person who. Uh, lives their life based on principles. I can't, couldn't figure this guy out until you said, "Oh, he's just after political uh, careers, probably."
2: People like that, their principles are kind of all over the place. You know, they they have things they call principles that are aren't actually principles.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, you're saying you live on principles. Yeah, principle. no, I
1: was talking about me. Right.
0: Okay, got it. Uh, so he's going on saying here that you can't leave. Basically, the U.S. military is going to invade you. Uh, he says that any attempt to make New Hampshire a sovereign nation is illegitimate. He says the first legal argument why states cannot secede from the union is reasonably understandable. The federal government is the only legitimate power to admit new states and extend or retract territorial boundaries. Nowhere in our U.S. Constitution does it allow the federal government to permit any state to secede, let alone for any state to decide unilaterally. Our Constitution is quite clear on this issue. And then he cites Article 4, Section 3. He says, no state constitution has ever suggested that states hold this power. Constitutions are implicit contracts with citizens that grant government specific powers. With no power explicitly given allowing secession, no state can ever secede, he says. Did you guys sign the contract? I
2: didn't. I didn't. I I don't think anybody's ever even put a blank copy of it in front of me before. Did you sign it?
1: I didn't sign it.
0: No, I, I didn't either. So no, it's obviously no. not a contract. Um, so he's obviously wrong about that. But uh, Alu Axelman from LibertyBlock.com in his, uh, previously cites the right of revolution. Because this guy says that there's nothing in, this, in any state constitution that suggests that states can secede. But and right there.
1: In- even if um, he, if we told him we didn't sign it, he would just say somebody else signed it for us. That's not a contract either. Somebody no, else can't sign a contract for you.
0: Not unless they have power of attorney. So, uh, anyway, Article 10 of New Hampshire's Constitution. I'm just going to read it. It's just a couple sentences here. Right of Revolution. It's pretty clear. Article 10. (laughs) Government being instituted for the common benefit, protection, and security of the whole community and not for the private interest or emolument of any one man, family, or class of men. Therefore, whenever the ends of government are perverted and public liberty manifestly endangered. Do you think we're there? Yes. We're there. Right. definitely yeah uh, and all other means of redress are ineffectual the people may and of right ought to reform the old or establish a new government the doctrine of non-resistance against arbitrary power and oppression is absurd slavish and destructive of the good and happiness of mankind so that is article 10 so this is basically yeah this is basically that right it is absolutely. Although we ended up deciding to, when we we were putting together this proposal, uh, this CACR thirty two, this proposal to uh, to declare peaceful independence from the United States, rather than putting it under Article ten, we decided to put it under Article seven, which I'll also read to you, which is the parts called the part called state sovereignty, which says this. The people of this state have the sole and exclusive right of governing themselves as a free, sovereign, and independent state and do and forever hereafter exercise and enjoy every power, jurisdiction, and right pertaining thereto which is not or may not hereafter be by them expressly delegated to the United States of America in Congress assembled. So it basically says right there, we are a sovereign, independent state and we can govern ourselves however we damn well please. So, I don't know who would ever have a problem with that yeah so well this guy would apparently yeah. uh, so the proposal is to actually modify the state constitution under that article and add a 7a to it which would talk about being an independent nation and declaring independence from the United States
1: so we could never take out that part that says um, anything about the United States like
0: actually yes Bonnie the uh, one of the parts of the uh, the proposal the New Hampshire CACR 32 that is going to be you know considered is um, one of the sentences there is basically that all references to the mm. United States are nullified. Oh yeah, okay. In the whole rest of the Constitution. So it
1: would still be there and then Part B would just say, oh yeah, nullify that.
0: Yeah, 7A would say that all references to the United States within the Constitution of New Hampshire are hereby nullified. Okay. So that just means any other place the U.S. appears is no longer, it's a nullity, legal nullity. And that's that really just a subtraction of something that was added Later. Later Correct. anyway,
2: because the original New Hampshire Constitution is older than the United States Constitution. That's is, right. Huh?
0: Yeah, they had to update it. They had yeah. to update it where they changed, uh, they, they changed the oath of office to include United States. So that would be stricken.
1: So really, we could just uh, come back at him and say, actually, it's illegal for us to be part of the United States because our Constitution said that we're a sovereign state. And, I mean, not that that's really an argument, well, it but it's legal. the same argument as him.
0: Well, right. But, I mean, they legally joined the United States. Yep,
1: yeah, and we can legally leave. And
0: we can walk away without asking for permission. I'm in just fact, saying
1: it's the same spirit of an
0: idea. Oh. It's like a club. You just end your membership. It's that's as right. as easy as that. Yeah. And the club gets to decide whether you can join, but they right. don't get to decide whether you can leave. Right. Think so. about it that way. That's pretty psycho
2: to think that anybody in a club would prevent you from walking <laughs> Right. To, Put, Put a gun, gun to your head. And, yeah.
0: You can't leave. What is this, Hotel California? <laughs> Or the Mafia. Or the Mafia. It's just the Mafia. So, Alu points out, he says, I don't think the representative is making the argument he thinks he's making. The question is whether the people of New Hampshire have the right of self-governance. First, the state entered the Union 240 years ago, meaning that nobody currently alive in New Hampshire has ever had an opportunity to make their voice heard or to cast a vote on whether they'd like to remain under the thumb of D.C. politicians. Second, the reader must understand that a state has always been synonymous with country. Indeed, New Hampshire went from being a British colony to a self-governing state in 1776. Later, a few delegates from New Hampshire agreed to be part of an alliance in a union with the other former colonies, represented by an extremely weak central government. They thought that the central government would obey the Constitution and would only serve to settle interstate commerce disputes and organize the military. Obviously, they were wrong, and that weak central government has now grown into one of the most authoritarian regimes in world history, and it continues to grow at breakneck speed, taxing and abusing every individual in the United States increasingly each day.
1: Or one might say it's perverted.
0: Indeed, and we'll continue here with uh, Alu Axelman's thoughts over at LibertyBlock.com as he tears it up. He's totally slaying him. On this state representative. Who <laughs> no just... wonder
1: he won't uh, debate him.
0: Yeah, indeed. <laughs> More coming up here. This is Free Talk Live. free talk live phones open here if you want to join us we're talking about independence it's apparently been trending online recently the idea of a national divorce is a thing people are talking about and it needs to happen Uh, but it needs to happen on more than just a red and blue countries basis we just need to have 50 different countries out there let, let there be 50 different opportunities, 50 different configurations of governments for people to choose. Which one is the best for them? Here, I'm, I'm
2: all about 350 million different
0: Well, that would be even better. <laughs> but let's start start simple. Okay, okay. Uh, but with you tonight, it's Ian. Matt. And Bonnie. We're going to go back to your phone calls and thoughts. And then more from this representative who just cannot abide the idea of the, uh, giving the New Hampshire people the opportunity to vote that's all the question is is should the people of new hampshire be able to choose whether or not to declare independence and he is saying no they shouldn't who and do
2: these legislators think they are that they would give the people the ability to to make that choice or you
0: mean prevent yeah yeah because the, the proposal is to to allow people to make right. that choice. yeah that's but
2: a- i'm speaking from his point of view yeah. who who do these who do these legislators uh, think they are yeah. that are they're allowing the voters to make a decision on this, we we the legislators need to prevent the voters from making a decision on this. That's what
0: he's saying. Yep,
1: and that's why when I messaged or emailed them, uh, I emailed the committee saying I want them to vote ought to pass. I said please defend democracy.
0: Did you get any replies? I did not. I
1: didn't get any replies. Yeah,
0: so interesting that he replied to Alu apparently, uh, and we're going to continue with that in a moment. But Hugh is on the line, listening in Tennessee in the Chattanooga area to WGOW. Go ahead, Hugh.
3: Hey guys, I love your show.
0: Thanks. What's on your mind?
3: Uh, well, I was going to say uh, on your topic about uh, having him bring in a, a, a national guard from the state. The interesting thing about national guard is they have to be activated by the governor of said state. So he would have to go to whatever governor, say he wanted to take California to come in there, he'd have to ask California's governor permission to use his garden and get permission that way. That would be the only way he could do it. So now he would have to convince someone else completely
1: hmm interesting that means definitely the new hampshire governor wouldn't say okay yeah we're sicking them on the people
0: well i would hope that he wouldn't but the new hampshire governor is uh an empire supporter i mean he loves the federal government he wants to be part of the federal government so it wouldn't surprise me if sununu would just let him do whatever they wanted well when
1: does when is his election because i doubt this year but like before or after we would vote on or at the same Same time
0: time. same time Uh, So, yeah, I imagine there's going to be a question put to him about uh, secession. It'll be interesting to see what he has to say. But, uh, Hugh, you do bring up an interesting potential barrier, the idea being that if the federal government goes to different state governors and says, we need your guardsmen to invade one of our states, uh, that there's a chance they might say no, is what you're saying.
3: Right. Even then, you know, if if any of those guys value their jobs, they would probably not stick their nose in there for him. Especially a young guy like that, he's not really a seasoned guy. So.
0: Yeah, it might be a politically unpopular move to slaughter, um, you know, American <laughs> people and family members yeah, of the people that maybe. live in those states. Because, like, you know, the people that live in New York, some of them probably have some family members here in in New Hampshire, mm-hmm. right? Uh, thanks, Hugh. Anything else you want to share? No, nah, man, that's it. Yeah, Appreciate it, man. I'll thanks for want the to call like, tonight, you do. Frank. Thanks. Thank you. We will uh, 603-283-6160 is the number here. So again, the uh, the state rep who is pro or pro union, pro empire. And by the way, I think it's important to point these people as pro-empire. These people who want to stay with the empire, they're loyalists, just like yep. back in the day, the loyalists with they the are. king.
2: And you know, it's funny because in my research, a lot of the people who live in New Hampshire live up here, and they're the, their ancestors are Basically, people who couldn't stand living near all the loyalists, after they, they just got done fighting a revolution. Mm. They got done fighting a bloody revolution in the name of getting away from the king. And then they, you know, the revolution is won. They go back to their home areas. They find, you know, Boston is loaded with supporters of the king still. Wow. They couldn't stand being around him, So they moved up here. Never heard of that. They moved into the woods. Interesting.
1: Makes sense, though.
2: And
0: Boston is still a terrible place. That awful, must be why
1: place. the culture is the way it is in New
2: Hampshire. I
0: bet you it is. Yes, yeah, so the live for your die mentality goes way yeah. back. Yeah, and you go you go
2: further west into Massachusetts, it's the same. You get into you know parts of New York. There's some sturdy people in upstate New York. They don't want big government. You know, New York is not. Uh, it's only a leftist state because it's controlled by Albany and uh, and uh, New York City.
1: Yeah, we just know? had. Maybe like two months ago or a month ago, a couple moved from upstate New York. Uh, They moved to New Hampshire to get out of there because they are libertarian. They're
2: they're coming out of New York every single day now. You see them watch the Free State Project Facebook page, and it's like every other post is
0: in New York. Any libertarian with sense in their heads needs to get the hell out of New York.
2: You have to leave.
0: Uh, All right. So the state representative who's seething here over the idea of independence. He cites constitutions. He says the Constitution doesn't allow the federal government to permit any state to secede. But Alu points out that the Tenth Amendment to the Constitution, the U.S. Constitution, is very clear. And it says the exact opposite of what Representative Deshaies claims. Quote, the powers not delegated to the U.S. by the Constitution nor prohibited by it to the states are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. Unquote. And the Constitution, says Alu does not delegate to the federal government the power to prevent any state from leaving the union. Yeah. Doesn't even talk about it. This means that the right to secession is allowed by the U.S. Constitution because it doesn't prohibit it. He says, I'm not sure why he mentions Article 4, Section 3, which clearly says nothing about secession. Quote, new states may be admitted by the congress into this union but no new state shall be formed or erected within the jurisdiction of any other state nor any state be formed by the junction of two or more states or parts of states without the consent of the legislatures of the states concerned as well as of the congress that just talks about creating a new state inside the united states Mm -hmm. so of course they have jurisdiction over that process it doesn't say anything about preventing people from leaving
1: yeah and we wouldn't be creating anything new what he doesn't understand is the sovereign state of new hampshire does exist it's just not sovereign right now
0: that's a good point and yeah and you
2: know what i i think an overarching thing that we might even be overlooking is if we could even get this on the ballot it wouldn't just be a big deal here even if it didn't even if it didn't win even if there wasn't Mm -hmm. a you know secession it would be a big shot across the bow yes. all across the entire country because there's a lot of people in this country and New Hampshire is first in the union, you know. for Right. Yeah. So if they're going to look at, whoa, well, those those people vote first and their their numbers come in first every year and they want to leave.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I want to leave. How, can we leave? Yes, <laughs> you know, that's you got the people idea. In,
0: you got people in Kansas starting to ask this question.
2: And, you <laughs> I know, mean, Wyoming and whatever.
0: If it gets on the ballot, that... Un- Alone is an incredible success and would be amazing. Totally. And honestly, I think if it gets on the ballot, it could pass. I think there is a possibility. Like i think is there is too in the realm <laughs> in the realm of possibility that it could happen um but but it will get people talking and that's the whole point of this is not only to get the people of new hampshire talking but to get the rest of the country talking about independence mm-hmm. and and spark other similar movements so back to the, uh, the the frustrated state rep here he says another argument lies in the u.s supreme court decision texas v white from 1869 and the court's majority decision the justice uh salmon chase explained the union began during the revolutionary war amongst the colonies in his decision he writes the union quote was confirmed and strengthened and received definite form and character and sanction from the articles of confederation and by these the union was solemnly declared to be perpetual unquote justice chase then says our current constitution was ordained to form a more perfect union which intended to convey the idea of indis- indissoluble unity Therefore, the union can never be dissolved. Our form- We're not saying we want to dissolve your union. Right. You guys be, can have
2: it. Yeah, we don't want to be in your club. And, you, you know, Ian, earlier you said it was like a mafia. It's not really like a mafia. Mafia, there are people in mafias that have honor and mm-hmm. they, they have respect and there's there's a way. And, it, and one, they generally one, won't kill women and children. Right. And and this is more about, this is more like a cult.
0: Mm.
2: Yeah, I, that's absolutely this, this true. This is way more like a cult than it is a mafia.
0: The state rep says our form of government and constitution is predicated upon the union's perpetual existence. Without this perpetual existence, we would be throwing away the union and with it, the U.S. Constitution. Yes. <laughs> yes. Why would we want to keep it? What is it about the union that is so beneficial?
1: But also, we wouldn't be throwing away the constitution. It's just We would just make it not apply to one state, our state.
0: Well, yeah, the, the Constitution would still exist for yep. the other 49 states. Sure. I don't want to have anything to do with it. And I don't if he does, why he can
1: go to Maine.
0: Yeah, sure. Go to Massachusetts. Go to, uh, move to Florida if he's a Republican. He'd love it there. There's more coming up here in moments. moment. 603 283 You can share your thoughts. Free Talk Live. You can join us here. We are addressing some of the objections from a state representative here in New Hampshire, a Republican, so-called small government Republican, Brody Deshaies, who is very vehemently against the idea of New Hampshire being an independent place again. Brody. We were before. It's happened before that New Hampshire has gone up against one of the largest world powers and said, no, we're out. So we're just talking about repeating history in this case. Uh, With you tonight, it's Ian. Matt. And Bonnie. Don't forget to join us online anytime at freetalklive.com. Lots of features are waiting for you there, so head over there and enjoy those. Uh, we're going to jump back into the story here from libertyblock.com. And if we don't get through this whole thing, or whether or not we get through the whole thing, because we're almost there, uh, I will post the link. You can check this out over uh, on our social media site at social.freetalklive.com. It'll link you over to the story from Libertyblock.com. So the uh, state rep brings up the, uh, the, the the U.S. Supreme Court, of course. And there's some court case, Texas versus White, where a Supreme Court said that the in, the uh, union in is indissoluble. It cannot be dissolved. Okay, fine. We're not talking about dissolving your union. You can still have a union with two states. Yep. Right? He says, uh, so Alu responds. He says, all right, we're getting into the heart of his argument. He believes that the judges who sit in D.C. are gods who can interpret the U.S. Constitution however they desire. A politician in a long black robe in D.C. does not get to rewrite the Constitution, nor does he have the magical power to override the natural right to self-governance governance, or to freedom in general. I wish that somebody would ask Representative Deshaies whether he would faithfully obey the court's ruling as canon if they determined that no individuals in the U.S. may possess a firearm because it violated the General Welfare Clause of the U.S. Constitution. Simply put, I and the others in New Hampshire don't care what the elites in D.C. say. Just like the founders, who we all claim to respect, didn't care what the king said. The king made it clear that rebellion was treason, but the founders still did so. And every American now celebrates their victory every 4th of July.
1: And just like back then, it's ridiculous to act like you're committing treason by wanting to leave a place. I mean, leave a union. You can't commit treason against something you don't want to be a part of. You can only commit treason against something that you claim to be a part of.
0: By acting against it.
1: Yeah, if yeah. you're in a relationship and you betray your boyfriend That's a good point. That's treason. If you're you're broke up with somebody and they won't leave you alone and they're mad at you for not talking to them, that's not treason, you know.
0: Nobody even argued that it was legal to secede from Britain. They all knew that the government of Britain considered it a crime to leave. That was kind of the whole point of leaving. To get away from the tyrants. If the Constitution was a contract, and it's not, then it would have been voided long ago when the government violated it, and continues to violate it. In contract law, the most foundational premise is that if one party willfully violates the contract, the other party could choose to break off the contract. And the federal government has violated the Constitution countless times and continues to increasingly violate it.
1: And pervert it.
0: If we are discussing the constitutionality of things, he says, then I would argue that according to the Constitution, the U.S. government should no longer exist. So back to Representative Deshaies. He says the last constitutional argument is straightforward. It doesn't matter whether or not secession is illegal. What matters is that the Union beat the Confederacy in the Civil War. Once this happened, the illegality of unilateral secession was de facto established. The legality of secession was answered at was answered at a Potomac's courthouse in 1865 with the conclusion of the Civil War. It also means the repercussions for attempting unilateral secession have been decided too. The federal government must punish states and their leaders who try to secede. Oh my what a dirtball this guy is. Yeah. Does he
1: know what, the, what Abraham Lincoln was doing to the people that were trying to dis- secede? Does he know that he was senselessly bombing Atlanta when Atlantans weren't attacking anymore? They had surrendered and he was still- Bombing them is that the kind of punishment he thinks that Joe Biden should inflict on New Hampshire for trying to secede? The
0: answer is probably yes. Probably, <laughs> uh, Alu says in one of ah one of my favorite arguments against state independence: might makes right. Sweetheart, your husband may beat the hell out of you, starve you, and abuse you in every which way, but the legality of divorce or separation was settled when he beat you into a coma the last time you tried to leave him. So you'll just need to stay with him forever. Might makes right. He's stronger than you. Therefore, he's right, and you're wrong. He advises his female friend after she cries to him about her abusive husband. I mean, it's a perfect analogy. Totally. here. And uh, Dechaise goes on. He says, which leads us to another question. Can state leaders introduce or vote for articles of secession? No they cannot and that is not my opinion it is what our constitution explicitly states the 14th amendment article 3 is very clear no state legislator shall engage in rebellion against the constitution voting for new hampshire's proposed articles of secession is rebellion against the us constitution it would be casting a vote to rebel against the union and therefore the same constitution establishing the perpetual union well again the in this whether his interpretation is correct or not He's still wrong about what is being proposed here. The state representatives are not voting for secession. Right. They are being asked to put something on the ballot so the people can amend the Constitution, which already says in New Hampshire that we are a free and sovereign place and that we have the right to revolution. It's already in the Constitution. All the building blocks that, that you need to say this is fully constitutional and legal, it'll just be even more constitutional when the Constitution itself is amended by the people of New Hampshire, and two-thirds of them that, that vote for this. Uh, I'll do answers by saying, again, the constitutional arguments are perhaps the weakest ones against independence. To be honest, if the D.C. government gang obeyed the Constitution, the massive amount of discontent among Americans and the New Hampshire independence movement would not exist. If D.C. politicians can brazenly violate the U.S. Constitution ad infinitum, I'm totally fine doing the same, even if it leads them to accuse me of breaking their laws. Again, that would put me in the company of George Washington and Thomas Jefferson. Mm Mm-hmm. He says, I'm okay with that. If you do like constitutions, you should read this part of the New Hampshire Constitution, which literally legalizes and encourages rebellion against tyrannical government, such as we have now in D.C. And then he cites Article 10, which we read for you earlier uh, in the show. If you don't, uh, if you didn't hear it, you can go to uh, read the New Hampshire Constitution Bill of Rights. Check Article 10. You think the Shays has ever read the New Hampshire state constitution? He certainly swore an oath to it. (laughs) Uh, Deshaies goes on saying state lawmakers have also introduced legislation establishing a process to remove members of the general court who have engaged in insurrection or rebellion. I think that's his bill. I, think. <laughs> uh, I, I suspect he's the one that, that's, uh, that signed that one. Uh, he said that would allow the uh, HB 1007 would allow the New Hampshire House or Senate to enforce Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. Uh, he says referred to as the Supremacy Clause Establishes the federal constitution and federal law is taking precedence over state laws and even state constitutions. Shame on this guy. Totally.
2: You know, I talk constantly about how awful the left is and how we need to, you know, reduce the power of the left. And I always follow it up. People immediately think I'm a right winger, but I always follow it up with that the right is on the itinerary next. Yeah. and This guy is a perfect example why of why I say that.
0: And he just doesn't understand how the U.S. government was founded. It was founded by the states themselves, who yep. were themselves independent nations. Those who've created a thing cannot create something more powerful than the original creator, right? And like, I, it's not possible.
1: I can't create any agreement with my friends that my great-great-great-grandchildren are obliged to continue
0: indeed and we are those great 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 mm-hmm. grandchildren so uh alu says i'm aware of marsh's pathetic unconstitutional ridiculous bill to remove pro-independence patriots from the legislature it was proposed by an anti-freedom politician after he defected to the democrat party uh he, his bill won't pass and isn't even worth spending time worrying about so the final statement from representative DeChase. He says, I encourage fellow lawmakers to reject New Hampshire's articles of secession and protect constitutional government. Not only is CACR 32 logistically and constitutionally impossible, wrong, but uh, New Hampshire's articles of secession may require enforcement of the 14th Amendment. The New Hampshire House should not be forcing America into a constitutional crisis. This is not a constitutional crisis at all. It wouldn't affect the United States in any way except they might have to take a star off a flag. That's it.
2: I want to know if this kid can defend this this right. I wonder if he actually wrote it.
1: Well, well he won't debate a so yeah. I don't think he can.
2: I why well, the, the reason I say it is, I wonder if if somebody somebody ghost wrote it, it for somebody ghost wrote it. Yeah, him. I, I was wondering. This, this sounds like as if it's written. I'd hate not not to put out any twenty two year olds out there, mm-hmm. but this sounds like it's written above the pay grade of a twenty two year old. really good know. point. At
1: the beginning, when I told you I was trying to figure this guy out, I wondered if he has some dad that's a Republican. I mean, um mm bureaucrat A
0: judge yeah. oh. <laughs> he said the question of unilateral state secession died in apotomics let's keep it that it's way appomattox okay well, thank you thank you appomattox <laughs> Uh, and so finally Alu says I encourage all lawmakers to support the natural right of self-governance reject paranoid propaganda and protect ourselves from the tyrants in D.C. and reject the notion that might makes right help us protect the smallest minority the individual and please allow the people of New Hampshire to vote on whether they want our great state to continue to suffer under the vicious rule of corrupt D.C. politicians judges law enforcement agents and regulators and if this state representative thinks we should stay in the union and thinks it's such a good idea then surely the New Hampshire people would agree with him and vote this thing down. Sure What's thing. he so afraid of? We'll see you tomorrow night.